Thank you for tuning in to the Wynn Network Podcast, where inspiration meets entertainment. I'm your host, Dr. John Wynn, with my co-host, Ruben Johnson from Big Blue Film. To watch us, download the Wynn Network app or go online to winnetwork.com and listen on iHeartRadio and iTunes Podcast. That's the Wynn Network at www.wynnetwork.com. Thank you again for tuning in to the Wynn Network Podcast. We're so excited. Again, we have... Uh, Dr. Tracy Troy, who's going to be handling our IG music, which is inspirational gospel music, and we're so excited about having it, and I have her on the line. Hey, Doc, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Why don't you give us some uh, some examples of your, some of your guests that you have coming and, and how you really feel about the IG music happening? Wow. Um I'm really excited about what's getting ready to take place with the IGM Music, um, the channel, because it's going to be an incredible um, platform for a lot of the new coming and upcoming artists. Uh, I have a lot of inspirational gospel music uh, artists coming in, some traditional gospel music artists, some contemporary gospel music artists, as well as even maybe some hip hop uh, inspirational gospel artists. Clap your hands, born. everybody. Everybody, <laughs> clap your hands. <laughs> I have a young man from New Jersey area who used to, um, in the secular world, before he accepted Christ as his personal savior, he worked with Damon Dash, he worked with wow. Jay-Z. His name is, uh, his, his um, moniker name is Brother Haas. His name is uh, Haseen uh, McMillan. Okay. And he's very powerful. He's appeared with donald lawrence he was on one of their albums a few years back and he basically did a rap on a song called speak the word so I, he's going to be one of many artists that we're going to be talking to and sharing um some new music uh you may google him at brother haas and see some of the latest things that he's doing he's been performing all over uh, especially during this uh, time of crisis and unrest when it comes to um, this particular uh, situation that's happening in the world with the murder of George Floyd. Uh, he has a song called Make It Stop. Wow. So it's been renewed. He also had been called upon to do that song um, where Mike Brown's mother, Trayvon, uh, mother from Folk, Florida. She was there, and some of several of the other mothers whose sons were murdered by the hands of police brutality. He was there at an event, and um, I think he did that song, and it became one of his signature songs. So he's revamping that song during this time. It's called Make It Stop. But he's also been featured uh, as one of his one of his songs was featured called One during the NFL. Uh, they had a, a thing with the NFL where they were trying to get artists and different people to write music for um, the, uh, the championship, the Super Bowl at one time. I think it was a year ago. And he offered his song called One. So he's very popular in the northern area and all over. And a lot of a lot of gospel artists, they, they respect him and, and uh, they love his work. But they're, they're different artists, uh, singers, uh, solo artists choirs that I will be interviewing and talking with and sharing with 
you, the listening audience, their upcoming music? Well, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, I want one thing I do want to ex, 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 uh I realize that music is such a, it's still a universal language and it has so many implications of power. Uh, sometimes misinformation can come through music, misguidance can come through music, but yet also education can come through music. And that's yes. what I want to see with this uh, powerful uh, venue of music uh, to change the lives, but not only just change the lives, but change the directives of what we do and what we practice. I think many wow. times in gospel music and in inspirational music, we t we sing about an expression of love, an expression of this or that, but very seldom do we uh, is it does it bring about an action. When you listen to hip hop, when you listen to rap, right. it will provoke an action. Now back right. in the day, usually the music back in the day, it, it it was something to ease your pain or help you cope right. with something. Yeah, not soulish. Really, right, soulish, but nothing to really move you to act. And one thing, I, I, you know, a lot of this can change by just one thing. If people yeah. get up and vote. Right. If people really I'm, vote, they'll change right. so much of this, but they won't. Right. And so now, there, I have my sister sent me a, a Instagram, a message, a messenger rather, and, and it has a guy rapping about where he thought voting didn't matter. But then he realized, wow. if I don't get into Congress and change the Congress, not the presidency, it's Congress that right. makes the laws. It's Congress, that's right, that changes the whole system. And if, right. you don't, if, you don't, if you don't change those, your congressmen, your senators, and all that stuff, you're going to have the same perpetuation of injustice. And so, exactly. and so that's one thing I would love to see even when we have not only our music, but the, the conversations that we'll bring on. I want, I would love to see, you know what? I, I, I tell you something that I never thought about. Back in the day, it was really the church, the civil rights movement, which was, came out of the church that caused systemic change. Yes. And it would be great to see how many young people, even in the music industry, really vote. Right, that would be great. Because I say all the time, legislation and salvation are two different things. Right. Legislation, you know, salvation is a matter of the heart, which is an individual um, decision. Mm -hmm. And even though we're Christians and we want people to change and we want them to accept Christ, but it's still an individual decision and it's something that we offer to them through our music, through our preaching, our teaching. But legislation is something that can be changed um, by a matter of decision as well, but a matter of voting, not just marching and um, having right. passion and being emotional about a right. thing that you believe in. That's great because you're going to need emotion and passion to bring to help bring change. But it's the directive and actually applying something that where your voice really counts, and that is voting. And I say that all the time. Um, I've been asked to be a part of a rally here in my my town. But I declined because I'd rather be proactive instead of reactive. Right. I think emotion is good, and I think um, I think passion is great. But at the same time, if it's not going to make your voice count, then to me, it's a waste of time. I feel that we should be doing things that are going that's going to really cause attention, like financial squeezes. When Martin Luther King, you know, they, you know, a lot of the newer generation they kind of um, disrespect what Martin Luther King has. Did and did what he accomplished, and I said, "Well, 
Martin Luther King served his, his generation. He did what Paul said, served his present generation. That's what we have to do. We can't, we, we take what he did and then we enhance it. But what he did was more than just walk the streets and sing Kumbaya and hold hands. He caused the whole bus system the transportation system to shut down and what he did was he told the people to walk right. and by them walking right. it caused the laws to change and yeah. so even though their protest was a lot more peaceful in the sense of how they carried it out and maybe the intensity of today's protest is different you know but at the same time the, the objective should be for laws to change and not just to be screaming and to be passionate, but for laws to change. And, and that's what we want to express about about have the passion, but use your your, your platform, not yes. as another platform to get a, an award or a platform to right. just talk about social justice. We're not talking about that. We're talking about have a platform to bring systemic change somewhere, whether it's in right. the job awareness or or how to go to education and, and, and empower your craft because i also see how a lot of talent is not disciplined it's a good right. talent but it's not disciplined it's not poised it's not it's not maintained a uh, right. friend of mine his name is carl wheeler he uh played for uh, uh sheila e back in the day that was back in the yeah. 80s and he said they would rehearse for eight hours like a job. Eight hours wow. a day. He said yeah. they were rehearsing. He said, and we had to learn how to play in every key. Yeah. There was no transfer poising. You had to yeah. play in every key. And I think when it comes to the artist and the music, it all kind of, you know, they have, there's no real different uh, difference in the sound because a lot of people right. are just kind of piggyback so i hope and what we will do is find that uniqueness that unique sound that's out there that doesn't sound the same and, and you know i'm i'm not a groupie guy that oh this is hot this is hot right if it sounds the same to me it's just sounding the same and I, I, I think this is what's happening is that we've lost our creativity uh and we've lost you know, as you said, we've lost the different genres of, of gospel and inspirational music um, when it comes to talking about Christ. Because years ago, when I came up, when you came up, we heard different kinds of music and different styles right. of music, but we were all speaking the same message about Jesus Christ. But now, um, and I hate to say it, but this is a very important po uh, point, and I love them. I love their music. Hillsong is great, and um, a lot of people... Are reverting to CCM music right. and prison work, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but at the same time, it takes diversity to right. win a diverse generation, right. and so we've missed out on the diversity, and everybody's kind of pulled together. And when actually, it should be con you know a continuation of different sounds and being unique. And that's one of the things that stands out in the music industry today, that we need that diversity. We don't need it all sound the same. And one of the things that bother me, um, and people can go back and Google it uh, if they haven't taken it down, but the pastor of, you know, the creator of your song, they asked him the question concerning this unrest, civil unrest in the United States concerning this murder of uh, police brutality of George Floyd. And he said, I live in the UK 
and he said, and I don't feel basically, you know, it's necessary for me to address um, something that is not even in a place where I live. I don't live in the United States. And that to me spoke volumes, especially when we as African-American people have somewhat to me have put away our culture uh, of the diversity when it comes to gospel, gospel and inspiration music. And we have just pulled around that particular music and yet he cannot say anything concerning um, this racial uh, divide. And the thing about it is, even though it's George Floyd in the United States, but there's a racial divide in London. Um, when you think about the news that was talking about them, when they were looking at the refugees, they didn't want anybody coming in from African-American co countries or they were getting ready to start you know, uh, sending them to other places because they didn't want that many people from African countries coming into uh, that area. And when you do ministry in the Caribbean countries, a lot of times they'll go to Canada and London because it's so much easier to uh, become a citizen there than it is in the United States. But when you see that same type of um, discrimination and discrimi discriminatory practices, it makes you wonder again, you know, racism is not just located in the United States, it's located all over the world. Exactly. And so when you think about it, you know, in the, in the music world, um, it's amazing how we, we gravitate and grab the things that really are not so much as accepting of us. They love our culture but not necessarily the people who present the culture, which, which you know, is African-Americans. Well, I think, I think what's happening in, in, in our culture as African-Americans is that we, we gravitate to talent now. And, and, and yeah. really, uh, there's a sense of identity loss. So when you don't really yes. have a, a full identity, that's when you start going here, going there, because you think this is yeah. better. Or you think this is going to work, and and oh, I like this better music than this because this music is more um, understandable, and and, yeah. and the old African uh, uh, hymns or or, or or songs of depression, and and because that's where they lived, they were in depression, they were in slavery. So yes, yeah, swing low, sweet cheerio. So if you have no hope, <laughs> the only thing you want to do is die. If you're in a if you're in a situation of pain daily, to where you see right. no future and no hope, and you gotta go pick cotton and get beat, I mean, what are what are you what are you gonna sing? You're not gonna be singing, you know, uh, the songs of liberation. Uh, right. You're gonna sing more of a song of liberation spiritually, old Negro right. spirituals as they call them, to get away, to get out of, to to come away from. And I think the experiences right. of these young folks uh, is 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 a, a it's a it's a, a uniquely formed experience because they do not have the same struggles. Right. And when you don't have the same struggles, you don't have the same heart felt right. situations. You, yeah. you, so, you're raised in a freedom. Good. You're raised in a, a, a culture where you were able to go and come as you please in different right. cities. So you don't have that same fear of, you know what, be careful, keep your head down, because now, you know, you're united through social media. But I think the right. IG music is going to unite, I think, not just music, but I'm looking forward to unite 
uh, people with opportunities to do greater things, not just sing, yes. but to do business, be business owners, be 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 uh, productive citizens in terms of voting. Be I told my right. my little nephew, I said we need to raise up young people to be politicians. Me and a, a, a guy I was talking to years ago, older man, he said we need to raise our politicians. Uh, we need to raise like a same thing, a, a good culture of singers to understand, you know that that. Uh, I heard, uh, I'll put it this way, I heard this one preacher say this that was very profound. He said, the problem with the, with what we have in worship is that a lot of worship leaders don't know their scriptures. Right. So they're right. singing and giving misinformation through their songs because it's not scriptorial based anymore. It's, right. it's feeling based. Right. So uh, yeah. it's good to bring that kind of understanding back to it. And I'm, you know what? I'm also looking for workshops and, and seminars and, and group, group discussions through this venue yeah. to where we can have sit-downs and table. Uh, table. I don't, I'm not just going to look at it from a, as, a, as a, a video and music, but even round tables. We'll have round tables yeah. with artists. So I'm looking for That's that. needed. Yeah. That's needed, Bishop, because believe it or not, there are a lot of people in the industry that don't understand the industry. My dad wrote um, a Grammy-nominated song called Jesus. I love calling your name for Pastor Shirley Caesar years ago, uh, 1980. Jesus, I love calling your name. Yeah, how's it go? Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus, oh how I love, I love calling your name. So that's, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's that's one of the signature songs. Everybody in the world has sung that song when she goes and, and does concerts because she has to sing that song. But that song it. put me, yeah, my dad wrote it. My uh, that song put me and my brother through college at the same time. Wow. <laughs> me at North Carolina Central University, woo Eagles, <laughs> and he at the rival A and T University in Greensboro, uh, the Aggies. Uh, but the thing about it is my dad still gets royalty checks to this day. Wow. Um, and that's that's what you call a song of the ages. It trans it just transfers through generations. It keeps moving, it keeps moving. And those are some of the things that we are, you know, the writers of today, as you said, they have morphed into one particular genre because it is, you know, something that's happening at the time. But people are failing to listen and get in consecration and pray and ask God for songs, you know, or inspirational songs. Be, you mean I don't have to be talented? I don't need to pray. I just have to be talented. <laughs> well, if you're going to sing about God and, and you want to get the sound, the, the sound that God is releasing into the earth, um, that's the difference between a secular artist and a gospel artist, because the gospel artist should be singing and um, getting, sending a gospel release into the earth, and that's the difference. Um, we have, we do have a lot of talented people who are talented. You know, wait a minute. That's a whole another. Now you just, you just messed up. Now you just, you just went a whole, you just went left. When you said, <laughs> now, 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 now you just brought in a whole nother discussion that we got to deal with now. Gospel <laughs> doesn't pay me enough money. So what I do, I have a, I have, I write secular songs under Pookie and I write my gospel songs under unity and love. <laughs> what do right. you tell artists that feel that gospel doesn't pay? They want to do it as a career. 
but because they feel like they're being mishandled and neglected, that they'll rather go secular with their information and their songs and their talent. Well, I feel it's kind of like, um, I feel like it's kind of like the, the, uh, the, the, um, the W, you know, WNBA, you have to make them, <laughs> you know, the, the girls are talented in, in, in the National Basketball League, but at the same time, they usually have to go overseas to get the money to get the same kind of pay. I feel it's the same thing in gospel music. Um, so you're telling you know, me that I it's feel okay like, for me to go secular? Well, secular music will pay definitely more than gospel that's music that's will pay. That's my question. What's the question, Bishop? Is, is it, are you telling me, Pastor, Bishop, Doctor, Apostle, that the Bishop, <laughs> it's okay for me to go secular? No, I'm not. Okay. I don't feel like it's right for you to go secular because I come from the old school. I don't think you should straddle the fence because you can't, you know, say two messages out of your mouth. Uh, I see, I have friends. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to rain on their parade. I do have friends who are instrumentalists. Uh, and and um, I've had friends that sang back up for, uh, and I have a cousin that used to sing back up for Shaka Khan, uh, who was raised in the good old, grand old Church of God in Christ. But uh, <laughs> at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, um, you know, I got friends now that play drums for Verta Flat, Common, um, you name it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, and this is the thing that we need to sit down and think about uh, as, a, as a church world. Uh, secular artists, most of their bands are church kids. Right. The whole, all their bands right. are church kids. And most of them, I've, and then only, not only that, Bishop, but I've had the, um, there was a particular band, I'm not going to say their name, but anyway, it was an R&B band, very popular band. When they would go on the road, they would they would play and sing, you know, the secular music. But then when they get to the hotel, they would be so bombarded, some of the the, uh, the band, by demonic spirits. Now, every last one of the people in the band were PKs. They were pastor's kids. Now, let's, let's, and so let's what, talk about the spirit what, what, behind it, okay? I know. Yeah, but let me say this. They would call me, one of the band members used to be my brother-in-law. And at that time, he was my brother-in-law. He would call because they couldn't rest at night uh, in their rooms because these spirits would come visit them in their room. This is no, this is no joke. So he would call me, wanted me to pray, and I would have to pray for them so they actually could go to sleep. But the crazy thing about it, they would talk about the concert, how when they would play, that it would cause women to throw their clothes on the stage, all kind of stuff. And then not understanding, you know, they don't understand that they were taking God's gifting. You know, the Bible says that, um, you know, the the harp, you know, actually, in other words, it, it, it opens up when, you know, the the deep sayings, the deep sayings, you know, can be opened up. I'm not, I'm not saying the scripture verbatim, but it basically says that the deep sayings can be opened upon the playing of a harp. What that actually means is that the Spirit of God through playing of music, the anointed music, can open up revelation because dark dark sayings, rather, are sayings that mean that they are a mystery. So anytime music can unveil revelations, uh, you know, you, you, you're already in a spirit realm right there. So if you're in the wrong type of atmosphere, and you have a you have musicians that have been called from their mother's womb by God, but yet they're playing on the opposite end of the fence. 
it's doing the total opposite. Instead of it invoking the revelation of God, it's invoking demonic presence. And they don't understand that because they don't really know the origin of where music came from. They don't know the total history behind and the spiritual aspect of what music is really all about. And that's something that needs to be discussed. And then on the other opposite end of that, from the natural aspect, the business part of music needs to be discussed. You well, know, my dad... We're definitely going to do this on IG because I... Because, like I said, I want to bring information, entertainment to the world, yeah. and where they can experience that it's, it's not just about singing, but it is about getting it's to not. college. And I got right. a message one time called uh, "When a Musician Plays," and I wow. with it from David, driving the spirits away from Saul. Exactly. Both with evil spirits, and I, and I don't think people really understand, like you said, the spiritual aspect. Exactly. Music. music is not just because there was um, um, uh, I don't know if you remember back in the day um, when heavy metal was in. Oh yeah. They tell you yeah. to take the record, and you and you play it backwards, and it says, yeah. "I am the devil." <laughs> yeah, and I actually got an A in in my college class. I did a research on that wow. on um, backward masking. I did a research on that mm. and got an A in my um, speech class. Oh, yeah, and I, I took a lot of those uh, records and played it, and um, especially a lot of the heavy metal rock groups, Kiss, yes. uh, and some others. Um, what's the man's name now? He's, bless his heart. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, you know, and, yeah, but believe it or not, there are a lot of, uh, they're saying now there are a lot of hip-hop artists that have made, made a lot of, yeah, they have actually tapped into the Illuminati and a lot of satanic things for um, selling out their soul. And people don't believe that that stuff is real, but that's, this stuff is very real. It's very real, yeah, spiritual. And, and, and I think with the, with the, with this conversation and, and to bring the awareness, because you know what? I think with music, music is the most uh, uniting, uh, uh, sometimes prophetical. Uh, I, they talk about Tupac, how Tupac prophesied his own death through music. It's the most, it's the most open. Biggie too. Yeah, yeah. It's the most open place. California. Yeah. It's the most open place you can go where people will, it's non-threatening where people can come in and hear what you have to say, whether it's metaphorically uh, written or literal. And uh, and that's the, that's the power of music. And that's the power of, like, when I write my song, I write, I'm always writing out of the Psalms usually. I just take something from the Psalms. Because uh, yes. Psalms were songs, they were devotions. And, and I think with with what's going on in the uh if you look at what's really going on in the climate it's because the the, the songs back in the day i remember back in the day when you were heard songs it it really prepared you to receive the word or it backed up what the word was saying i remember i tell you i give you a prime example you know i was i was about a teenager you know i wasn't really doing the things that the church required a young man to do. I wasn't being churchly, and uh, I was in church sitting down, and it was this. The, I did, the melody wasn't even great, but Mother Van, Vi Van, got up and sang a song: "Yield not to temptation, for yield for you to sin. sin." And man, I just started weeping. I was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> it was through the conviction of the song because it had the, the conviction of the word in it. 
And yes. I'll tell you another artist that I really love that we got to have on the show is Fred Hammond. Fred oh, yeah. Hammond, Fred is the man. As I, as I, Fred Hammond is still one of your, your fewest gospel artists that still writes scripture. Right. He'll 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 use a lot of metaphors and he'll color it with a story, but when you read, search it, he he puts the word in it. It's crazy, the way he does it. He has a, a song. Yeah. His songs, especially that Chronicle album chapter, I think it was was it chapters, back in ninety. Oh yeah. I listened yeah. to that album to help me get through my movie. When I wrote my movie last year, I mean Fred album helped me get through all things are working for you right but even the even things i can't see you know sing it bishop (laughs) but what got me is when he says he cannot lie and no matter what i was going through and and dealing with all the stuff God told me to do it, and I just heard him just say he cannot lie. Then, yeah. then he talked about my steps are ordered by the Lord. And I mean, it, that album just would soothe me. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. And I don't know if this is on the album, but you, you, you never can go wrong when no weapon formed against me yep. shall prosper. I mean, Everybody knows that. Even people who are not saved sing that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that He's powerful. The word. The word. Yes, yeah, the word. Now, the word is what gives you that hope, and that's what he did. So he's one of the few artists that I hear that really still writes. Most people sing about stories or what they're going through, feel good right. stuff. You know, if you're happy, you know, well, you know, happiness is a state of mind. So, yes. so, so but the word is facts in my world right. and, and what we believe. So I think with the IG world we want to make sure and we got to wrap it up we, man we already did a full show at 30 minutes so uh we're gonna wrap it up but i wanted to uh introduce uh you to our podcast the wind network podcast because this is coming on the wind network uh you can yes. get it on all platforms you can get an eye uh you'll be able to hear this on uh i radio i Heart radio as well as ipod or itunes podcast uh, and we're also doing um, a um, we do videos of this, so you'll be able to see the IG new uh, IG music on uh, the Wind Network. It'll be coming to you uh, in August. We're going to drop a few shows, and we're really excited about this. And uh, the advertisement is going to start hitting uh, within a week or two. We're going to start really hitting and moving out. The advertising, putting the commercial together so people can kind of see how how it's coming in the different artists, and I think it's going to be oh yeah, I'm ex- it's going to be unique. I'm excited. Well, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy, and uh, until next next podcast, stay locked to the Win Network iPod or podcast. I don't know why I keep saying iPod. I guess I miss iPod <laughs> podcast. All right, have a good one. God bless.